<laughs> now I'm recording, so we can we can. Now I can be awkwardly silent. Hey, man, I, you, that's on you. You can you know <laughs> clam up if you feel like you need to. But yeah, I'm I'm hosting, so I that's how I want to do it. I want to be awkward and quiet. Especially, it's good when you're you clam up and we're you're hosting a two man episode. Like we couldn't even get you know, exactly. <laughs> we have our our, our energy is yeah our energy yeah. is not even here this week. He's yeah packing up to move back next yeah in like a week today right yeah yeah it'll be exactly a week today yeah because it is Friday gets in be, yeah next Friday when as we're yeah. recording this so nice yeah, absolutely so he'll be back for next week's episode but this week he is cleaning his life up before he uh, comes over here and I say <laughs> cleaning his life up because I expressly have to like clean my fucking house before he shows up there and freaks out so <laughs> hopefully he'll listen to this and hear me say that but. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like he's at least a couple of weeks behind right now, which I can't say I blame him on. No. I, up until this week, I, I I hadn't listened to like our last like four episodes. I just oh, like really? binged them all. Like uh, yeah, as I was like driving around for work on Tuesday and Wednesday, so I'm I'm all caught up again now. Though, do I sound okay? I'm, like my my yeah. line looks funny. No, sound okay to me. I'll let you know if you don't. Okay, because I, I can't check now to see what mic is recording, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, it sounds like that's it's your headset mic. So okay, cool. That's good preamble, right? I mean, sure, is our I, is I, our shirt working? <laughs> I guess I don't know. Like, we, don't, right. we don't do that often. It's, it's happens true. occasionally. Occasionally, it's true. it's true. And I cut it out more often than not now. So yeah. All right. Well, let's get started then. Uh, welcome back, listeners, to Dance Robot Dance, our weekly podcast where we discuss uh, all things geeky and nerdy from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm going to be hosting this 187th episode. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. And with me this week, I've just got one of my partners in crime. We've got Mark with us from St. Catharines, Ontario. Yeah, for today, I guess. We'll see where I am tomorrow. It's it's always different now. <laughs> You're not yeah. from Atlanta for much longer either. So you got to the yeah, a couple months. Seen something else? I saw a couple months. Yeah. So. So. Yep. Uh, so let's get right into the. We're gonna have a very news-heavy episode for you this week. Uh, do something a little bit different. Again, we've been doing, had been doing a whole lot of reviews, so we're just kind of trying to. And there's not a lot of stuff right now where like the season is finished or like movies that we can review. So, figured we'd uh, maybe give you a little peek behind the curtain at our process this week. But to start out with the actual news for this week. Let's the big one, biggest one for me, probably came in just this afternoon, which was that the DC Comics publisher, Dan Didio, is leaving the company. And it sounds like it might not be on the best of terms. It sounds like it was kind of pretty sudden. And, and I don't know. He's kind of been like marvels had like their stanley or like their stevie sabolsky like they're kind of like frontline like or like maybe the reggie phil's aim of like nintendo america kind of thing like dan didio has been that guy for dc for at least the last like 10 years or so i feel like he had been up until they they bumped up uh jeff johns and jim lee and yeah he hasn't been doing as much lately the last last few years or so he's sort of slid slid back in his profile which i mean is probably for the best given the things that i've heard but i mean like yeah that's cool uh no i mean that it was it was a big surprise to see him step down from that that role and yeah. like, leaving dc altogether is kind of surprising too but I mean, he's been there for a long time so he has yeah and i mean he's I mean, i've never been you know every once in a while he like moonlights and does a little bit of like writing and shit mm-hmm. but i'm yeah, never moonlights definitely the word for it from what i yeah <laughs> and I, i've never been a big fan of the stuff that he's been doing in that respect but I mean, he's been he's overseen the company 
for whatever i don't know it's always kind of nebulous to me what like any of these roles actually are responsible for like i don't i don't know what a publisher does anymore no (laughs) and that's that's my question is like what exactly does somebody like that do like i understand editor-in-chief you know what i mean like having the purview over like the creative of your brand or whatever like that i I understand that but like when they start talking about like publishers and chief creative off you know chief creative officers and this that and the other thing i'm like this just it's all made up bullshit yeah exactly they just they make up a title and they apply some responsibilities to them like i've worked in these corporate structures before i mean not at like an entertainment company but guess what at an entertainment company they're going to be even more made up than they are at a bank so (laughs) yeah so i mean he's He's been with DC since like 2002. He was one of, he sort of oversaw the new 52 DC rebirth, like a bunch of really big things that, you know, some of it was great. Some of it not so great. Um, He's also, you know, he was the publisher during Doomsday Clock, which we all enjoyed, and like a lot of other you know cool shit that's gone on f- over the past like fifteen plus years at DC. Yeah, so. I mean, like the, he was a publisher during the entire two thousands run of Batman, which was almost impeccable. You know what I mean? Like from like, yeah. between No Man's Land and all that kind of stuff. Like the Bat Family crushed it in the two thousands. Well, and then the New Fifty Two Batman, which is all the uh, Snyder, Snyder and Capullo yeah. stuff, and yeah, yeah, which is which is now like sort of a modern classic. And maybe, maybe so. Didio is just like a bat savant, and like that was what his thing that was. was yeah <laughs> he's kept the bat family like running real nice after uh denny o'neill left possible. so it's possible speaking of batman uh we got another couple uh images of the production and a little bit of footage too um not necessarily of robert pattinson it looks like he's a stunt guy in the suit riding a bat cycle yeah. uh through a uh like graveyard in glasgow i think yeah, they're um, shooting. In, they're shooting in Scotland. They're using one of those towns as the background for Gotham because it's got that architecture. So yeah, yeah, they, they've chosen to shoot lots of stuff there. Uh, I, I mean, it's a very utilitarian-looking suit. I like it. Like, it's, yeah, it's cool. very, very like SWAT team, like mm-hmm. armory kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So I thought it might be a little more mechanized, but I mean, I guess they they can't just make him Iron Man, which I guess is the the kind of next step to Batman, right? Is I mean, Batfleck was already kind of that that yeah. Batman, anyways, right? Like he had the big bulky uh, suit, especially the one that he fought uh, Supes in. Yeah, I was even thinking like Batman Beyond is basically an Iron Man suit. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Well, it's more like maybe like an iron iron spider suit. Like it's a sort yeah, of more I guess. like closer to the uh, you know tighter fitting kind of thing. I don't know. It's kind of like a nano pulp, like one of the nano pulp suits from more yeah. recent Tony Stark stuff or like yeah. Iron Man stuff. But it's still like it's a skin tight suit that can take a fucking gunshot wound from point blank range and not actually injure the wearer. It's yeah. a little bit thicker than like even the Kevlar Bruce probably wears. I'd assume. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Did see a few people saying like that bat cycle with its like little windscreen looks looks like a great fucking way to get bat impaled. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I also like the fact that they've just completely abandoned like traditional capes in any kind of context at all. Like he's Yeah, he's not wearing any cape in that. Yeah, in that yeah, it's so. all going to be CGI. So Yeah. It yeah. always kind of bums me out when you don't see like a cloth cape going. Oh, I guess makes it a little bit more consistent material wise than like the bale cape and stuff was so yeah see going over to star wars kind of stuff there's another star wars movie that is apparently in development that is being written or developed by one of the writers from luke cage and agents of shield matt owens and jd dillard who is the director of slight and sweetheart 
which I don't, I'm not super familiar with either of those. No, uh, but it's, this is another just really early stages sort of thing. No idea what it would be about or, or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, it's cool that they're still developing and, and cool that they're tapping like lesser known people and for stuff that is presumably not going to be like some big epic, like episode 10 or something like that kind of thing. Like hopefully yeah. more kind of standalone stuff like Solo or Rogue One or that kind of thing. Well, I think they, I think they know, they know they need to kind of get away from the big stuff for a little while and kind of just explore the world a little bit before they get back into like, let's do another giant saga. Yeah. So, yeah, indeed. Although speaking of stuff it, within that saga, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the first episode of the final long-awaited season, launched today as we're recording this on Disney Plus. Uh, I've already watched it and. I was really happy with it. It felt like very much a return to form, but it sound it feels like some of the ideas that they are introducing and, and concepts and writing are stuff that's been percolating so long that they've had a chance to really fucking develop them really well and really sort of fine tune them. Whereas previously, like some of the in between, like some of the filler episodes and past yeah. seasons felt really like slapdash kind of thing. Yeah. So if they're able to kind of keep this, uh, this level up or even close to this during this final season i think it bodes very well for it nice so what else we got a uh, full not well we already had one sort of teaser trailer but we got a full season three trailer for westworld jeez that fucking season second season ended almost two years ago now it ended in april 2018 i don't remember it at all (laughs) and the uh season three comes back in a couple of weeks on uh march 15th is when season three airs and it looks like it's like almost entirely set sort of in the real world and the world at large yeah so it's very very much like got a, a feeling of like the robots and you know the the not just the uh human looking you know human appearance robots from Westworld and and all those other theme parks or whatever you want to call them, but also the the automatons and stuff that they're the that society has been using are having a big fucking uprising, which looks pretty badass. We uh, did we just do this on Star Trek? I feel like we just did this on Star Trek. <laughs> We're just, doing it right now on Star. Well, yeah, no, right. not really. Like it's 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 more like this is happening or Picard is happening like in the wake of that. Yeah, it's true. Kind of thing. Yeah. More than, more than like actually actively in the middle of it. I just feel like I, I just saw this story some, for some reason, either way. Mm. That's cool though. Cause I, I'm like, I'm actually looking at season two and I'm like, I don't remember if I even watched it or not. I think I wanted, I waited. To I think, it. yeah, I think you might've given up on it or, or, or ended up skipping it or something like that. I think I may have just like never ended up going to binge it at that point. Well, yeah, there's something to do. I, I need shit to watch, so that that yeah. is a uh, that is an option for me. And I'm I've been looking for a sci-fi thing. Like I've been trying to like I I keep thinking I need to stop and sit down and watch the Expanse because everybody keeps telling me I got to sit down and watch the fucking Expanse. So maybe Westworld will ease me back into some weird hard some sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, now that I've been uh, in Star Trek land for a little while. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, season two was, it wasn't as good as season one, but I definitely still had fun with it. But I think it probably would be better digested as like a binge rather than like week to week. I will report back maybe yeah. in a week. And let you know. <laughs> it's only 12 episodes or 10 episodes, right, per season. So Yeah, yeah, something like that's, that. 
that's a day at this point. So. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. The DC Universe Harley Quinn animated series got a second season that is uh, coming back beginning of April, so not very long. This thing must like fucking be super easy for them to produce. I'm uh, not sure if it... It feels like it's very popular. Like it shows up very high in like torrent rankings and stuff like that. So yeah. I, from what I understand, a lot of people are watching it. I may be wrong. That That's usually, but that's my, if a show is doing well, I'll see it at the top of like pirate lists and stuff like that. Yeah. What's well, also the, the seasons are small, right? It's not yeah. like a 20, 30 episode animate, like a uh, season that an animated series would usually have. It's like 13 episodes, like little yeah. tight seasons. So. Well, I guess you have to, you mean, they must have to pay the voice actors more when they swear that much. I don't know. <laughs> and that's why they're doing less episodes. But yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. the fucking, like, the voice cast on it is pretty it's outstanding. Yeah. yeah, it's Kay- Kaylee Cuoco, fucking Jason Alexander, Tedrick Batter, Tony Hale, J.B. Yeah. Smoove, Alan Tudyk. Like, it took me, it's it took me a hot town. minute to get reused to Kaylee Cuoco doing that voice. Harley. Or, like, yeah. trying, trying to do Harley. Because it's like she's trying to do a mix between Arlene Sorkin and margot robbie and it just it felt weird <laughs> until i got used to it but yeah i don't know i don't I like once i flipped my brain off and started just kind of like accepting that this was just gonna be it's basically like beavis and butthead like does gotham or something like that i was like i'm having fun with it but i don't know if i would recommend it to anybody it's very much like if i know you hate the term guilty pleasure but it's very much like a guilty pleasure for me where i'm like yeah jim gordon's an alcoholic and it's fucking hilarious to me for some reason <laughs> so like, <laughs> all right fair enough I don't know. Let's see. In fucking headlines that make me not want to live on this planet anymore, Sonic the Hedgehog had the best domestic opening of any video game movie ever. I feel bad for Laura Croft now. Although I, I think <laughs> she might be the only one who could be able, like, able to uh, actually compete at that point. But well, I, I think ultimately what this says, what what this speaks to, is the like overall average quality of fucking video game movies <laughs> over the past 30 years or whatever. I feel like it may actually be speaking to the quality of films being put out period over yeah. the course of the last couple of years. But <laughs> I feel like every time I see something like that, it's like, it, it feels like pixels. You know what I mean? Every time I see a movie like, like uh, Ghostbusters 2016 or like Sonic the Hedgehog. There's a bunch of these movies that just have this plastic feel to them. And I'm like, they all feel like pixels, like that movie pixels. Yeah. Just garbage. Just like pure garbage from beginning to end. And for some reason they do <laughs> to be well consumed enough. by the masses. Kind yeah. Of thing. I guess that's kind of it. Like, it's just, it's almost like, what do you call it? Like gray slurry or something like that from yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like whatever it is, like just pat for, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who watches this shit. Like, that's the thing. Because all you hear is about how bad these fucking things are. And then I'm like, who's? But well, how did it make $160 million at the box office or whatever? Yeah, this like, one has to be. Sense. I mean, most comic book movies, or not comic book movies, um, video game movies tend to be more like maybe teenager or like, uh, you know, adult or like late or early 20s kind of focused kind of thing right yeah, they're like attempting pg-13 anyway. yeah pg-13 sometimes rated r kind of thing trying to be all oh. edgy whereas this just appears like they mark made a movie like for families kind of thing and then they cast james marston in it again yeah <laughs> so the fact that this is a movie that i think like parents could bring their kids to you know then you've got like three or four admissions instead of one or two kind of thing that's fair yeah, yeah. That and, and that's way. That is one of those things like I we don't take into consideration when we like we talk about movies a lot, but like people bringing their kids to see movies is like huge business, and that's why 
Oh, yeah. Pixar is as big a fucking business as it is and stuff like that. Like, we yeah. know why that happens. It's just kids' movies do the worst kids' movie you've ever heard of did some <laughs> business while I was working at the movie theater. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. People just bring their kids <laughs> Fucking, like, the, the emoji movie, like, st- it still yeah. made some money. Like, fu- like, Angry Birds the movie, like, made fucking money. You know what I mean? Because, like, what did that cost them to make? And then, like, they put it out, and they're like, oh, we marketed it, and it cost X amount of dollars. I'm like, yeah, no, it didn't. There's no fucking way. You spend yeah. that much money making Angry Birds the movie. But even then, they dump it, and, like, <laughs> people take their fucking kids to see it, because the fuck else do you do with the screaming little bastards <laughs> yeah. i don't understand i don't know i don't know i don't have kids i do not understand <laughs> there's another podcast about this stuff but from the parental perspective ours. i don't know what it's called though so we'll just have to <laughs> leave it at that and then let's see fucking witcher casting news but neither of us give a shit about that is it a she and is how pretty is she compared to the other? <laughs> <laughs> no it seems to be a couple of couple additional witchers basically boo and then, speaking of video game movies, this is a weird headline. Eli Roth is directing a Borderlands movie for Lionsgate Pictures. Oof. I mean, I I don't know a lot about Borderlands. I haven't, you know, I know kind of the aesthetic of it, yeah. and that seems kind of like fucking bonkers and could make an interesting movie. I I mean, I th- as in terms of like a property that I was I would adapt, Borderlands is not a bad one to pick. It is a bonkers kind of Mad Max like with neon and cocaine kind of concept, but like, yeah, post-apocalyptic. Kinda, yeah. Right. But Eli Ross, an interesting take for that. Cause that's not really like his, he doesn't, I, I wouldn't describe him as a bombastic filmmaker. You know what I mean? And I think you would, if you're going to do a borderlands movie, it would have to be Mad Max, like, like a cartoon Mad Max, basically. Like that's how I it don't know. Have you ever seen those fucking hostile movies? <laughs> uh, only the first one. And uh, <laughs> I refuse to ever see any of that kind of shit ever again. So, <laughs> Those are those are pretty out there, <laughs> and not because and like not because the gore was too much, just because they're so fucking horribly written. Like there's oh, yeah. such bad fucking movies that like at least Saw's well written. At least the first one is like a decent movie. Yeah, Hostel is just fucking complete garbage from beginning to end. Writing, acting, kind of shot like shit too. Like it looks like garbage. It just is a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I never saw any other ones. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i've heard they got weird but hey uh yeah I, I uh i think i saw like i don't know how many there have been now i think i've seen the first like at least two or three yeah but i, I mean i just watch them for the torture porn aspect of it because <laughs> yeah, i'm we're, fucking we're, weird like that yeah we're well aware yeah <laughs> most of us just read a lot of serial killer shit or listen to serial killer podcasts you know we don't watch it that's yeah. that, there it is. i i like i like the gore what can i say hey all right, but that was everything I had. Was there anything I missed, Mark? There was something. Was there something on Kotaku? No, like the best story I saw this week was literally like that St. Vincent thing that I sent. <laughs> yeah, St. Vincent and <laughs> admitting that she played 300 hours of Breath of the Wild and then having like, like a, a an existential crisis yeah. <laughs> moment <laughs> that she spent that long playing a video game, which is funny to me because like she, you know, her part of her whole shtick is very much like media is like pat you know is pav for the masses kind of thing like yeah. uh and then she's like yeah but i really like that game <laughs> yeah hey I, I i can't argue with her on that one i just <laughs> i spent i must have spent at least 300 hours playing it between my two run-throughs so no i haven't done that i've only done the one run-through and i probably spent like 
I probably did spend north of 100 hours on it. Yeah, I think if yeah. any game where you spend north of 100 hours... Because I 100%ed that motherfucker. Yeah, you did. And uh, I think any game that you 100% and spent up more than 100 hours in, you don't get to talk shit about anybody else spending a lot of time <laughs> in it. Like, it doesn't even matter if it's 300. You're, you spent 100 and they spent 300. Like, at that point, you're both in the same category of just, yeah. like, fucked. You know, like, just <laughs> lost excessive. cause. Yeah. yeah, like, lost cause excessive. Exactly, yeah. right? So That's fair. I can't argue with it because, like, Breath of the Wild's magnificent. Like, it's just a fantastic game. So, oh yeah, yeah. And I got lost. Like, my geek of the week is me getting totally lost in a video game this week, anyway. So, let's get to that then. Let's get to our geek of the week. Yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> part part of the lonely stings now is you remarking on the lonely stings. It's not complete if you don't remark on it. But that's I just did by saying like it's better, <laughs> but there's nothing else after that. Like that's yeah. me remarking on it. So there you go. <laughs> I, I played my part. So, listeners, this is the segment of our podcast where we recount the nerdiest things we've done in the past week. Mark, what is your geek of the week? Well, I like I finally sat down and like played played and beat control like 100 percent of it and uh, it is like I, I got a bunch of game of the years last year and i feel like at this point like very deservedly so like i'm totally smitten by this game it's it's almost like they made this game for me though so it's very much right up my alley it's essentially like do you know you know what scp is right like uh secure contain protect that wiki no oh, okay yeah yeah so it's essentially scp and for the listeners scp is I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically like weird spooky pasta kind of X filesy things, but it's all framed as official documentation from a government agency that handles weird shit, basically. So you'll have everything from, I was trying to describe it to my family and it was just failing miserably all week. And I'm like, <laughs> I think the best way is like, it can be anything from a haunted toaster to Cthulhu. And they just, what do you basically get on those Wikipedia articles are long form, very bureaucratic kind of sounding descriptions of events that happen because of these objects or whatever. Either way, like it's it's kind of that kind of stuff. And the tone is basically X-Files and Twin Peaks meets like a Warren Ellis comic book. Like it's also kind of got a global frequency vibe to it, but it plays so well. And the environment is just super amazing. The, you're, you're in this building called the oldest house. And it's basically like your standard Eldritch Abomination house that changes shape and is kind of semi-conscious of you being in it and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just fascinated by like that spot and all the weird that is contained within it. So it's this game is made for me. Um because on like the next part is the gameplay, which is basically you are given more and more basically superpowers. Um like they start giving you like the psychic powers you would expect from a Stranger Things kind of story. And you're flinging shit, like grabbing concrete, pulling concrete out of the walls and flinging it at guys and that kind of stuff. So the force is what you're saying. Basically, yeah, it is kind of like the force uh, if you want to go Star Wars and ruin my week with it. So <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Actually, no, it does. It is very similar to the force powers you get in uh, Fallen Order. So there is some of that in there. But so the last bit of it, of the game and why I like it is because it's kind of Metroidvania style too. So it's like a big environment, like you're in that, the oldest house. And it's got a bunch of different branches to it. And sometimes you can't get to certain spots until you go get a power kind of thing. So you have to mm. backtrack and go and blah, blah, blah. And so like all these pieces together, I'm basically like, this is a video game made for Mark. So I finally sat down and played it. And I'm totally in love. And I want to replay it again. I completely cleared it out to the point where I 
we, we would call it a platinum on the PlayStation side of things, where like all the achievements that you can get, I have all of them basically. So yeah, it, if you get a chance to play Control, do so. I hear too that if you play it on like a more one of the new Nvidia cards, like one of the 2080 cards or the 20 mm-hmm. whatever cards, like the RTX cards, it's a ray tracing showcase. So apparently it looks ridiculously mm-hmm. good with ray tracing graphics and i'm very excited because like we were just talking about like as my business ramps up i'm like i need to upgrade my computer it's just that year kind of thing and everybody's like you can write that off now i'm like sweet cool so yeah. i'm gonna get me an rtx card and nice. play control again uh <laughs> with ray tracing because i'm i'm super curious this game is totally worth me playing again and if you have a chance you should give it a shot. Like there's all I wrote. I literally wrote like a whole fucking review about it. I had so much fun with it. So, <laughs> and you played it this time on Xbox. Then I played or... it on my One X. Yeah. Like okay. if you're gonna go pick it up and you don't have a enhanced level console or a really like a pretty powerful PC, maybe hold off until next gen because it is a uh, like it's a fucking monster in terms of performance and stuff like that. Like I was playing on my One X, and even that thing, which is supposed to be like a 4K beast and all that kind of stuff, it was chugging like crazy and couldn't hold 30 <laughs> frames a second. Yeah. So, uh, just like the particle effects and like the physics of it and all that kind of stuff, like everything's super realistic. You can destroy like everything in this game. You can walk up to this thing and basically force punch a desk, and it splinters realistically, like you literally exploded it from the inside out, kind of thing. Nice. It's beautiful beautiful looking game but it runs like shit in some spots so (laughs) you got to be careful about what kind of hardware you're running it on like from what i understand even the base like the main playstation 4 like the base like launch playstation 4 can't hack it a lot like it it's just dropping frames like crazy and like super choppy so yeah played on a pro or one x i played it on my one x and it played pretty well i did see some dips like noticeable lag on during gameplay and stuff but it was probably the best home experience you can get without, you know, forking out $1,500 for an RTX card and probably a small RAM upgrade. Well, no. 64 is enough, right? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I big big Photoshop files, man. Fair <laughs> so, enough, yeah. 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 I like sense. having a lot of RAM for Photoshop to sit in. So <laughs> it's a big pool, big program that will take up that big pool. So Yeah. Nice. Either way, yeah, uh, awesome, awesome game. So, and like the last thing is the art direction. The oldest house is all brutalist architecture, and mm. all of the graphic design in this thing is these huge, slabby geographic or geometric sans serif fonts and stuff like that. And Big like it's just, concrete monstrosities. And- yeah, and like, and so it's like the typography matches the vibe of the architecture, which matches like the the very stark black, white, and red art style. And like, it's just like the coolest, slickest looking game I've played in a long time. Like, I'm very much smitten with this. I think I've said that twice now, but like, I'm like in <laughs> love with this game. So, if you get a chance to play it, just like spend some time with it because I had a, a lot of fun. We'll we'll put you in front of it when you. Uh, move up here because i don't know i want to play more of that fucking spider-man game first though yeah we gotta record that so you can yes so you can yell at me as i fucking run around new york that's fucking patreon (laughs) content though actually like we gotta get some we gotta like i figure out a way to capture that and like put it up as patreon content (laughs) or something because you us just like me and christy being frustrated with you as spider-man would just be (laughs) was way too funny and i don't know why we didn't record it that night because it was fucking hilarious <laughs> like why tim spider-man's not a fucking pedestrian like i don't understand it was street level street yeah, level street level street level but from above on the wing <laughs> like on the the web that you sw- like swing on Whew. 
I'm having trouble with English tonight. It's not good. <laughs> not good. So my geek of the week. So anybody that, you know, downloaded a bunch of shit in the 2000s probably has stacks and stacks of burnt media of fucking burnt cdrs and burnt dvdrs cluttering up some boxes or closets or some shit like that hi captain yeah and uh i moved all of mine down to uh, atlanta with me 10 years ago and i don't want to fucking move back with them so yeah. now that fucking uh hard hard disk space is cheaper than you know than than disk space i am pulling all of those files mostly videos like uh you know old move uh like not old but like movies and tv shows and shit like that that i downloaded yep. then bur- and burn off onto dvds and even like blu-ray discs and shit like that oh so you I, got into the blu-ray i never i never I got did, I, I never yeah. moved over to blu-ray by that time i felt like hard drives had just like they plummeted in price <laughs> Yeah, to the point where now, I mean, you you know what my hard drive setup is like, right? Like, there's yeah. 400 hard drives in my house running at all times. Like, it's, it's fucking insane how many. Just even <laughs> just my main rig has seven active hard drives in it, including the SSDs that are in there. So yeah, and there's two because I've got my M2 SSD and I've got my normal SATA one that I use as my Photoshop scratch disk. I'm a crazy mm-hmm. person, but. <laughs> but yeah. So I've been pulling all those old files off and putting them on like our media center. And I just bought a new, literally have it right in front of me, a new like six terabyte Western digital hard drive to pop in there. And so that I have plenty of room to move all that shit off. You say six terabytes, plenty of room. Don't upgrade to 4k anything. Cause no, no, I, I UHD no is a heavy <laughs> heavy heavy burden to bear my friend yeah <laughs> no i i usually don't even download stuff in like 1080 unless i'm like really interested in it like if i want something in hd i'll usually just buy it like buy a disc or something oh, okay no see i still uh 1080 is my bare minimum because if i'm gonna watch it on a computer monitor i need it to look be at least 1080 yeah but uh watching stuff downstairs i'm i'm really picky about it but who boy hard drive <laughs> space yeah. Like ultra high def eats 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 memory all day. I'm sure. So yeah, but yeah, I did get in a little bit into the Blu-ray burning, like uh, because I was working at Future Shop, like when Blu-ray burners mm-hmm. started like coming down in price, and I got one for like a couple hundred bucks, kind of thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah I'll drop like two hundred bucks on on a fucking Blu-ray so that I can burn twenty five gigs onto a single disc. Hey, like, totally that- acceptable. That's fair. Yeah, at that point, like I could burn like an entire like series of a TV show onto one disc, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's fair. I understand why you would totally why you would go that way. I just also, man, like USB hard drives were getting like hella cheap at that point, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like the idea of having like just a shit ton of like USB drives st- like just hanging around the like disc. Like I can just stack them all up in the fucking spindles and all in nice alphabetical order and everything. So, so you got to You got to get a hard drive case and you can just <laughs> get one of those like slot SATA things that you can just plug them into like a fucking, I do have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. use that thing constantly, man. It's like my, it's like a NES that you just were, I guess a yeah, super NES. A cartridge top loading, hard drive. I top load my hard drive in there. <laughs> I, can, I can access my four terabytes of files. And then when I'm done with it, eject move into the next one i don't know that's how i work that's how i run my life yeah we'll see i'll get there but but i think i've still got at least a couple of slots in the uh, media center to fill up before i need to do that so yeah but yeah so that was my geek of the week so with that we can move on to our meat of the episode garbage clickbait meat 
is a controversial topic. (laughs) It is, it is. But so like I said, Mark and I, we didn't really have anything to review or anything like that. We just did, you know, comics a a few weeks ago with Doomsday Clock. So uh, with Paul getting ready, I decided like maybe it's time to address some of the elephants in the nerd room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in particular, sort of like, you know, there's there's so many places that you can get nerdy entertainment news from these days. So many different websites and fucking Facebook pages and shit like that. And they are not all created equal, folks. No. And so <laughs> uh, Mark and I, you know, obviously every week on the podcast, we look up news articles, uh, you know, and try to figure out like, separate the wheat from the chaff, figure out what's bullshit, what's just fucking pure speculation, what actually has some substance to it, you know, what people are actually interested in fucking hearing about, what we're interested in actually hearing about, that kind of thing. Yeah. And through that process, we have wheedled, you know, whittled through a lot of garbage and bullshit. And so we are here to share with you this week sort of what we consider the good, bad, and the ugly of nerdy news media. Yeah. I I was I was a little higher level with it than that probably because I don't it's hard to once you start narrowing down into like the just going to the nerd news stuff it gets kind of in the weeds so yeah, yeah. to keep it's I entertainment have media in general yeah. let's say yeah just like entertainment media in general uh, is yeah. kind of what I was looking at I mean I I mean I I source my news news the same way I source my entertainment news in that I if I see a headline I don't believe it until I've read 400 fucking verified sources about yeah. it also yeah. so like there's that but yeah we've and that is one of the processes that has been the most interesting for us doing this podcast is like sometimes just picking the news and deciding what we are going to talk about what we should talk about what what isn't verified yet or yeah, what isn't like, especially isn't substantiated yet that kind of thing and especially now we're like the rumor mills start so early on these movies and like we want to talk about them but at the same time it's like do we want to be talking to you guys who may be getting your information solely from us and in which case i mean go with good God, luck I to guess, you I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but like you want to be accurate and stuff like that so and then we, we try not to speculate too much because it's really just at that point us fan fiction writing more yeah. than anything which is fun like we that's totally an episode that we've done before but uh when we're trying to give you guys the news it's hard to say well, do that and then start, you know, speculating about a bunch of random stuff that may or may not even happen or may or may not even exist. But yeah, so I think it's safe to say that at least when we do get into the more conjectury, speculative kind of stuff, we at least label it as such and say, like, yeah. full disclosure, this is just our, you know, our theories or or this, you know, we haven't seen proof of this anywhere else. This is just this one article kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. You know. And we and usually at that point, it's just like, this would be so cool that we wanted to bring it up at that yeah. point. Like, it, it's total pie in the sky stuff sometimes but hey man you know we are trying to have fun doing this podcast too so exactly <laughs> so so to start off with uh let's just go right into like what we sort of think of as as what constitutes a good entertainment news source you know the sort of qualities that you look for even if it's just like traits of their fucking web pages how the articles are laid out anything like that so what are the big ones for you mark um, I'm a stickler for two things, basically. Uh, the lineage of the publication, 
basically yeah. how long it's been around because that can tell you more than anything because usually that's a good one. Yeah, I don't have a publication is the less likely it is to stick around right yeah. so i tend to look at stuff like and there's a reason why we now kind of source a lot of our information from stuff like deadline or variety um on top of like the usual io9 cbr or not cbr anymore because fuck that uh, news yeah. i think we use more often than not mm-hmm. i'll look at those sites now because they've been around forever they have good verified sources, which is my next point, like direct sourcing of material, like of the yeah. stories and that kind of stuff. It's one thing to hear. I mean, we get a lot of articles that say sources say or a source near, close to X yeah. has this to say about whatever. If I'm more likely to believe that if I see it on Deadline or Variety than I am if I see it on, uh, I don't know, comicbookmovienews.net, yeah. you know. Or, or whatever I had, I'd written comic book movie yeah, whatever bully dot yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? so, anything that has blog spot in the name yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if it's primarily like if it looks like it's kind of the same page layout as dark rises yeah. from 2006 then like you should <laughs> or, probably or not angel, be on that site or angel yeah. fire yeah or like if they still use like they still have a link out to ain't a cool news like that's a site you shouldn't be on anymore yeah. you know what I mean like that's a bad scene to be involved with so like yeah. don't do that <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there's that kind of stuff. I mean, if you're looking for, yeah, it's reputation for rumors and stuff like that's kind of the big thing. So I guess those two things are my big things that I look at when it comes to, and it is nice when they have writers, you know, that can actually write a decent <laughs> yeah. article. But for the most part, I'm not really interested in the writing. I want the information. Like, I don't give a shit about your flowery prose. I want all the information dumped on me in two paragraphs and get the fuck out of my way. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to say it on the podcast more than I really want to have your fucking opinion about it but yeah having a nice balance there is good yeah so that kind of works out my big thing is just like it's all about yeah exactly separating the wheat from the chaff like i if i see something on facebook i automatically don't believe it now you know what i mean like i just assume it's bullshit um or some rumor that somebody has upvoted into that has just managed to hit my news feed because of that so yeah 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 i mean for me like definitely having well-cited sources is key for sure so being able to track it back to what where it was originally said where Mm -hmm. it was you know so even like sites that are secondary or tertiary news sources you know as long as you can track that back and you know they might even say in the article like deadline or whatever has reported such and such kind of thing or this came directly from dc comics or directly from marvel comics or whatever kind of thing exactly and that's why you'll like we've moved into like reading like at least i have anyway like i I think tim probably has too a little bit but like reading variety and deadline when we're doing the news because Mm. that's the those are the places that everybody kind of links us back to eventually anyway so it got to the point where it's just like may as well just go straight to the fucking the stream as opposed to getting the water secondhand basically yeah yeah it's true i mean the thing that i like about some of the more the more like nerdy focus sites that Mm -hmm. we have is that they are which is another thing i like in in media sites is that they're more limited in focus and that they handle what they cover well and they know their content kind of thing right they're not like just fucking like throwing around names that they have no idea you know like a character name they have no idea what it means or anything like that yeah so that's that's the color and sort of thing that i like that you get from maybe some of these more secondary news sources okay they'll give you a little bit more context necessarily especially for something that you know for me like some c-list marvel character or like a video game or something like that i don't know about or something kind of thing that's fair i think uh i i guess i should say this i've worked for newspapers in my life so like looking for official news sourcing and all that kind of stuff is kind of even if i was just layout guy it was one of those things that's beaten into your head just by being around journalism students and stuff like that for five years and i worked at that newspaper for four years i guess yeah 
so it was just like it's part of my brain now to do these things this way and to source news the way I source it and go back up the chain until I can find the guy who actually did the interviews article as opposed to the fourth guy down the, who's writing about it and has yeah. put his the article <laughs> on Twitter that has gotten linked on Reddit and that's what I saw kind of thing. Yeah. And then let's see. The other things I look for are sites that aren't are good for the go to lengths to avoid spoiling you on stuff. So they won't put like major spoilers in their headlines. They won't let like their cover images for an article that'll get like shared on social media be like real spoilery or something like that. Because that's just, I just find that fucking really frustrating. And there have been sites that I've just fucking flat out unfollowed, like on social media, because I'm like, yeah, I don't need that shit in my life kind of thing. Going somewhat along with that, like if you click through the actual article, fucking websites that have minimal ads that are unobtrusive for the most Mm. part is a big selling point for me. (laughs) Mine's less like how many clicks is it going to take me to see the whole article? That's that too. That's that's my big one these days more than anything is like if I look at it and it's like, hey, this this story about like when this movie is like scheduled to come out is three pages long. Yeah. I'm like, eat shit. Like, go fuck yourself. I'm not reading your fucking article. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I already use Adblock as it is, but like, so they're not getting much money from me at all if they're getting anything. But at the same time, I'm just like, don't make me click through fucking three goddamn pages worth of your yeah. bullshit slow loading Google ads. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're like, I'll get, I'll finally then, get this screen have to up hunt. properly. Yeah. yeah. Have, have to hunt, hunt to find content. that fucking next page yeah. uh, link. <laughs> yeah. But, like, just this, like, modern web design makes me want to fucking gouge my eyes out so it's (laughs) yeah yeah. and then the other thing that maybe is a little bit lower down the priority list but i'm always appreciative of entertainment news media that doesn't tiptoe around like talent that are like fucking racist or sexist or like otherwise like have issues with them kind of thing like they'll call people out on their bullshit yeah uh and that's yeah that's you know for instance like fucking nobody really gives kevin spacey the time of day anymore and shit like that yeah 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 so cool so moving on from that we've already sort of uh tiptoed into uh the kind you know the sites that we consider trustworthy for entertainment news and kind of what makes them trustworthy but go back and sort of give give your your big ones mark so my i guess the big one that we use and you hear us refer and you hear us refer to it the most is io9 is basically kind of like where we get most of our nerdy kind of central news and that's kind of what we pull from i think the most yeah Generally, like that's where I start when I start doing the news aggregation for the week or whatever. It's usually just like, what were the big headlines on io9 this week? Because that's generally going to be the big nerd news that we want to cover on Dance Robot Dance. So once I hit io9, I am weird and I am a Redditor. So a lot of my news comes from Reddit, which okay. does sounds terrible, but is actually is exactly what Reddit is for. If you're reading based on upvotes, like if you're reading best or top comments, Stuff that is factual and sourced generally gets upvoted and ends up at the top of the page. Yeah. So when you go and look in your entertainment news or movie subreddits, generally like actual factual information will get upvoted to the top and be high level. Yeah. And the bullshit gets downvoted into oblivion. Yeah. Because like most people, like you can source so easily on the internet and that's what Redditors fucking do. Like that's what we're best at is like, oh, you're going to say bullshit here? We're going to find 75,000 different sources that tell you why you're wrong and then you can go back to the donald and ignore us because that's fine (laughs) i think that one's still there i'm not sure that might be a super dated reference (laughs) this time this episode comes up i'm not sure but yeah so i i generally start on reddit and then kind of go up from there and that's again another reason why variety and deadline have become 
very popular with me when it comes to sourcing news for like the podcast or just in general is because those are one of those sites that especially in the entertainment side of things on Reddit, they get upvoted to the top because again, primary sources, they are the guys that everybody looks at when they're trying to get these stories. So like, and it's actually something we're going to bring up later on for comic book news, like specifically comic book related news. I don't have a site that I go to anymore. I will check Newsrama, but even them, I feel get kind of clickbaity yeah, more often than not. So I get a little annoyed with even just their web design in general, kind of like is got that clickbaity vibe to it sometimes. So I'm kind of like not super keen on them. So it's really io9 where I start and then I start, I kind of filter a lot of stuff through Reddit and then it's just making sure I can back it up somewhere, whether it be deadline or an original tweet or whatever kind of stuff. Yeah. That's when I'll bring it up. But like at that point, I'm actually doing a reporting job. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually sourcing the information, which is, I guess, a little different than what we're trying to help people do. So I would just say io9. Basically, if you're looking for nerd news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest one, too, for sure. I mean, io9 and and it's sort of affiliated sites, like anything that's under that Gizmodo Media Group uh, banner is usually pretty good now. Like that includes Kotaku and AV Club and yeah. uh, and that sort of stuff, too. AV Club is a site that I use. Like they source some pretty decent stories. But again, they're one of those sites that like immediately ends up kicking back to Variety and Deadline. So it's like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I love the color that AV Club yeah, puts on absolutely. it because they're fucking sarcastic sarcastic as all shit <laughs> yeah absolutely and av club and say it's the same with kotaku and i almost was about i was having some debate about whether to include like io9 as a source that when we talk about this because we just ran up against like the kotaku editorial board kind of half getting yeah. fired and then half coming back and like it's all i think i'm pretty sure everybody's back now but yeah. i don't really know because i still see jason schreier's name all over articles everywhere and i thought he left and i don't know what's going on so I'm a little, I'm very hesitant when it comes to Gizmodo stuff, like that, the media group that is now the Gizmodo group. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were Gawker at one point, right? Like they were a big chunk of, you know. So, true. so there's some lineage there that's pretty fucking shitty also. Yeah. With some of those yeah, it's blogs been, and they're, stuff. They're about four, four years away from yeah. Gawker now because Gawker uh, filed for bankruptcy in like 2016. So Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's always whatever you want to call it, DNA kind of yeah. just floating around in there that'll True look enough. up the works and that's kind of what like yeah. that's why the kotaku incident was such a kind of like huh moment eye for, opener yeah yeah eye opening moment for us or me anyway because i was like oh that's that's a real gawkery fucking move right there like it's yeah. not all that uh all that dna is not out of the system quite yet so yeah yeah and i uh like you said like uh variety deadline um also hollywood reporters usually mm-hmm. pretty solid as well especially yep. that one they're they're like more widespread like movie tv news you know they're not necessarily just nerdy kind of stuff but you know as more and more media has shifted that way they've shifted that way along with it kind of thing generally the hollywood reporters were wolf i think is usually where i catch like uh shows getting picked up yeah for the next year for some reason them and variety are the two that really get those stories real fast so as the cw shows get renewed and stuff like that that's where that sourcing will come in part of that lineage means that they've got you know, they are really plugged into Hollywood and all those studios and stuff like that. So they've got contacts everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, generally speaking, if they report on something, even if they're not necessarily citing their source, they're not putting that shit out unless they're pretty fucking positive on it kind of thing. Agreed. So, 
Um, we did. You did mention Newsarama. Yeah, Newsarama is all right. Their website is kind of garbage these days, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, it's kind of gone downhill, uh, which is fucking like that's a dime a dozen tail, unfortunately, these days. Yeah. Well, because I was you, your next question is basically like I, w- I remember CBR, Comic Book Resources, used to be like a really yeah. good site and has just it, like, holy shit, what a fucking mess that's become. Now, I know. So. I know. The other ones that I go to, uh, I, I follow the Mary Sue because I find it's generally good. It's it's definitely definitely left slanted, very progressive, but it's they do a good job at sort of more nuanced commentary. They don't turn a blind eye to like issues of race or sex or gender, which are obviously at the forefront of everything these days, uh, and sort of how they relate to entertainment media. So if there's like a show coming out that features like, you know, uh, POC characters or like non-straight characters that they will like hold its feet to the fire. They'll be like, okay, how are these characters being treated? You know, are they being treated well? Are they being fucking, is this tokenism? That kind of thing. And so, yeah. Uh, the Mary Sue as a website is Paul and he, is like Paul and website form basically. Yes. Is, is. Sorry, I was, trying, I was trying to think how to like do that, but I'm like the what the, the Mary Sue is very it's much the Paul embodiment. And website form. <laughs> yeah, like Paul is the Mary Sue in human form basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, a couple that I follow that are more like focused on areas in particular that I'm interested in for like Tolkien related news. I know I've pimped the one ring.net on the podcast plenty of times before. I know people that write for it, that work for it. They're all a good group of people and they don't post bullshit. And then for like theme park news, which, you know, it has more and more tie-ins to nerdy entertainment these days with like star Wars and Marvel and all that sort of thing. I tend to trust attractions magazine. I've been a subscriber of theirs for years and years and years, and they've always got good sources and, you know, always absolutely label anything that is rumor as such that kind of thing yeah so. and that's kind of one of those things that i i you should be looking for anything that's like rumors should be labeled as rumors yeah if what i also like we didn't mention this but it was one of those things that i look for in sites like an io9 but like io9 retracts and corrects stuff i like seeing retractions and corrections because it means they're that's usually a good sign for me from one of these sites is if I see retractions or corrections and updated headlines and stuff like that. Cause it usually means they're actively watching the news and they want to, in my head, it means they want to report it accurately. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess if I see those kinds of updates. So, yeah, for sure. So we already talked about a little bit about this, but uh, you know, there, there are a lot of sources that for whatever reason they get bought by somebody, they just go down a fucking dark path and then you know they used to be a great source that we used to trust but they fucking gone downhill what are those sources for you i think the i mean the biggest one that is like his internet history is ain't a cool news remember mm-hmm. how much just huge absolutely huge headlines and stories that that site broke probably like turn of the century i guess like late 90s early 2000s probably yeah, like yeah. the internet even, was kind even, of yeah even like through most yeah. of the 2000s kind of thing yeah still pretty good like up to like 2000 i want is it six or seven like they were still breaking headlines and stuff there was a lot of controversy around harry Knowles and stuff like that but like yeah. they very much kind of like and based solely on the fact that they had very much built that entire site around his personality and stuff when he went crazy and like started whatever the fuck happened with harry Knowles. <laughs> I don't even because I don't even remember anymore. I just I just remember seem to remember him like really fucking losing it at one point. Yeah, I like I went off the it. fucking deep end and like there was yeah. a lot of like conspiracy kind of stuff. And yeah, so like that when that shit started to happen, that site just like fell a fucking part, which is too bad. But like because it was like kind of the original source for 
insider Hollywood dirt and stuff like that. Like we got a lot of cool news and stuff like that. And literally that's why the site was called that. Cause there was some cool shit that they found back then, but that's like mm-hmm. my original, like the, my first, the first thought when you asked me like, what was the site you used to go to that just went to dog shit? It's probably still exists. You could probably pull any cool news up oh, yeah, to this day exists. if you want to. And it probably looks exactly the same as it, it did. It does. It has oh, not God. been updated in ages. It is a fucking terrible design. Awful. So yeah, that's that's hilarious. Actually, they've yeah. still got RSS feeds. That'll give you an idea of how fucking like outdated the site is. That's me. I miss RSS feeds. That was so convenient when that was like a thing. <laughs> it uh, was, but so nobody has them anymore. No, that's we all moved to Reddit, and that's basically where we're at now. So there, yeah, there is that. Um, yeah. So Inacool News is like the original one of those sites to me. In the same vein, Dark Horizons, the reporting just went to shit. Oh, yeah. The original sourcing kind of disappeared on them. Those two were the early movie news and movie rumor sites that I remember first glomming onto when this kind of stuff became an interest to me that I was going to like pursue online. Um, those were the first two sites that I really started visiting on. Like, I was visiting especially Inacool, like on it, like couple time of day basis just to see if there's like new shit to read kind of thing yeah um and see if there was anything exciting happening because it was always cool like you never knew what was going to happen like one day you could load into the site and they'd be like fucking i mean now you would have you would have seen like disney's buying fox or whatever like they would have reported that three weeks before anybody else got it out and you'd be like yeah. holy shit really that's crazy because they would report on the scuttlebutt and stuff that nobody else really would back then now everybody does so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. So there's that. We talked about see, comic book resources is the big one for me. And yeah. it's kind of one of those things where like, especially because like we're a comic folk or not focused, but like we're a very comic centric kind of podcast um, because I mean, Tim's obviously the most avid DC reader on the planet. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I used to try and work in the industry and like that kind of stuff. So we're obviously like, we're big comic book guys. I don't feel like I have a news source that I a hundred percent trust. And that a hundred percent covers the breadth and scope of the comic book industry, at least even as much as I would like to see. So like if, even if they just covered the big publishers, like the big say five or six publishers, then you got to start talking about boom studios and stuff like that too. Where like like, Warren Ellis works over there sometimes. So you never know. Right. But if you were just to cover like dark horse image, and then obviously the big two DC DC Marvel, Marvel, and there was just one site that just did that the way comic book resources kind of used to and get the good interviews with the creators and all that kind of stuff. That's what I've been looking for ever since the death of wizard magazine, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I think I kind of went wizard to comic book resources slash news drama and now kind of nothing for comic book news. Cause news dramas, comic book news is not really comic book news. It's always basically focused on the movies now. On the movies and TV shows. And yeah, and that's what comic book resources became too, was like, they, they just exploded into all that. And you know, I guess, you know, they have to follow what their audience is demanding or whatever, but they were also, they also got really bad into fucking listicles yeah, as well. Yeah. Like it was always like the, you know, top 10 of whatever kind of thing. And like, you know, we're so going to talk about nervous. listicles. Yeah. Soon enough. Cause, <laughs> yeah, shit. absolutely. So yeah, com- uh, comic book resources was definitely one that became just so clickbaity and yeah, just lost, you know, they still do have a little bit of focus on, you know, actual comic book fucking like written drawn comic books rather than yeah. comic book movies and tv shows and shit like that but it's like maybe 25 percent of their content or something like that now that's yeah it's, that's too bad you should really just get on reddit because I, I get most of my like yeah. insider stuff is basically now either reddit or i follow everybody on twitter right like you can yeah, follow yeah. all the creators and stuff on twitter so all those rumors and stuff hit those that site faster than anything else and if you curate your follow list it's not quite as abrasive as twitter can be because <laughs> yeah whew. yeah 
And then what else? Uh, I used to have a lot of respect for Bleeding Cool, but it has really gone kind of all over the place now, too. Yeah. I see. I feel like that and Consequences of Sound are like basically the same site, and they're just kind of like just skirting the edge of yeah acceptability, edge of, edge of disaster. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. uh, Bleeding Cool now is like just fucking full of pop ups and yeah. like has has a lot of rumors, like completely unsourced rumors and shit like that. And um, I mean, they do still have some good stuff, but I just it's it's very a very mixed bag these days. Yeah, hit or miss. Hit yeah. or miss. I feel like they used to fill in the same kind of, like them and the AV club had a very similar kind of spot that they filled and the AV club kind of got into Gizmodo and elevated itself and yeah. leaving cool just kind of shat the bed. So yeah. it's too bad. Cause I, like there, there have been times where that site was quite good and had yeah. like broke some good stories and stuff, but yeah. not recently, not recently. All right, let's get into the fucking ugly then. What what are your most hated, frustrated, frustrating, like bullshit entertainment, quote unquote, news sources? Facebook is number one. <laughs> All, like, anything you see on Facebook is fucking bullshit. Where somebody says, "I knew a guy that <laughs> that told yeah, him said whatever." Like I don't, I don't fucking care what you read on Facebook. Like it's it's fu- it's a fucking lie. Like I don't give a <laughs> shit what like. Unless you see it with your own eyes, something that happened on a Facebook post is not real. Like it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So and so said that, or you know, I so and so said at this convention, or yeah, I ran into this guy at a signing table and he was a total dick to me. I'm like, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely, right. So like, I don't know if we were talking about Dan DiDio, and I was like, oh, I mean, he's reviewed my portfolio before. Like, I've met Dan DiDio a couple times, but like, I don't know anything about it. I mean, wasn't like he was nice to me. I don't know. So the, that's always basically where I come go to with those kinds of things. I'm like, half the time they're super nice to me, and then you hear about them being a dick afterwards. And I'm like, all right, you just reviewed my portfolio, blah blah blah. Yeah. So, what am I doing here? Oh, Facebook, yeah, and even just like the stuff that gets posted, Facebook's all fucking garbage too. So like, all those yeah, news sites that get posted, like, what is it? That's not bleeding cool. There's another one that gets posted a lot, and I feel like I feel like the other podcast sources from them. What is that site? <laughs> the ones, the two that I fucking hate are we got this covered. Yes, that's do not the one. Ever do that's do not one. ever yeah. share anything from we got this covered. It is just fucking full of yeah. unsourced speculation and bullshit. It's total clickbait. I'm gonna be upfront. Ninety percent of the reason I wanted to do this episode is so that I could fucking like just flat out say, do not ever fucking believe anything you read on we got this covered. That was the one, and I was actually, when I was writing, like, I had your questions. You, Tim gave me the, these questions in advance so that I could kind of do some reading or whatever. And uh, I was going through them, and <laughs> I totally blanked on the name of that site. I'm like, I know if I saw it, I would remember it, but I know it's on the band, it's on our, the Dance Robot Dance, like, we don't pull articles from there kind of list, yeah. which yeah. is not an unofficial list. We don't have a real list, but, like, it's one of those sites that we've all been like, man, is everything that comes up that's, like, dog shit? Yeah, yeah. so we've, we've kind of informally blacklisted it amongst the three or four of us or whatever you want to whatever this yeah. team is now <laughs> yeah that's that was the one that i was thinking of when you when i was reading this uh, <laughs> yeah and that's question. exactly like, what i had in mind when i wrote okay, that question good because i was like which <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure tim's talking about this one particular site that we banned but i can't remember the name of it so there's yeah that. yeah and there's actually like i'm obviously in uh, a number of like facebook groups and stuff like that like for dragon con and comic book collecting and stuff like that yeah. and uh people will share articles from those and then 
like people will just fucking descend on it and be like, no, this is bullshit. Do not post this. There's a bunch of memes and shit now. There's one of Captain America, like from the that like after school video kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like the screenshot of him and it says, so you shared an article from We Got This Covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, do not ever. It is garbage. It is run by garbage people. And the other one that uh, I absolutely fucking despise is Cosmic Book News. Yeah. Which is also full of rumor and conjecture, but has the added bonus of being fucking haven for a bunch of comic skater, like misogynist assholes on top of that. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. So let's not use that site either. What's it called? cosmic boot uh, book news which is shitty because like if you weren't if you weren't looking at it like really hard you might read like comicbooknews.com which is like a okay news site mm, not mm, great mm. <laughs> not fantastic but not not total garbage <laughs> i remember christy pulling that as a source at one point and my head just like almost exploding when she said it i was like that's that's not a good site to pull from guys like, sorry not not, com- not comicbooknews.com comicbook.com oh okay yeah fair enough either way um, i can't i can't remember what maybe that's not the one there was there was a site that christy pulled one time <laughs> and i was just like let's 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 not read that let's one. not like, do that let's, one. Yeah. let's not do that that sounds like it's probably did you see that on facebook you found that on facebook didn't you like that's yeah exactly what, it was one of those moments for me <laughs> the guy that shared this uh <laughs> yeah. shared, shared this article does he have a girlfriend or a beard that covers his entire neck. Hey, 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 those are the big two for me. Like all the other ones are like a mixed bag. Like there's some good stuff. There's some fucking garbage clickbait and you just have to wade through and be yeah. able to identify what's good and what's not kind of thing. It's all about 21st century media awareness at this point. Like I'm sure yeah. we were all partially taught a certain level of media literacy in school and stuff like that. The problem is that right now you have to be hyper media literate to just be able to actively source news and stuff like it's insane like how much you have to kind of know and then be willing to go and review and all this kind of stuff so exactly and to and to mess yeah and to a big part of it is just being able to look at a headline and know like this i have not seen anything about this from anywhere else this seems like it is designed just to generate clicks i do that all the time where i'll see a headline that gets shared by some podcasts yeah will remain nameless where like i'm like if i go on reddit and look up this like subreddit for like it's a marvel rumor new like a marvel movie rumor new like whatever like a marvel rumor kind of thing yeah. and i go on the subreddit and it's not like in the top three this is not fucking real there's no fucking way this got on facebook before it got on reddit so mm-hmm. i know it's a lie that's being shared on facebook because it's not on reddit like that's how the world works now yeah because everything that hits facebook is a week behind the real internet you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah like but the week behind Reddit and all the other stuff where like everything gets posted immediately. Uh, Facebook basically gets everything that like kind of a couple of days later. So because mm-hmm. we all like our upvotes is basically what it comes down <laughs> to. Our bullshit internet points is yeah. You're, yep. But is, are there any other sites that like you just completely fucking if you see something from it, you're like, no, that's bullshit. Uh, not anymore. It's gotten to the point where like basically anytime I see a site that I don't recognize as one of my source sites or like that I've seen 
before i'm just like this is some new clickbait bullshit right like yeah. until i can go source it i i generally assume that everything that i'm seeing is clickbait nonsense like rumor mongering or whatever nonsense because that's kind of what it has become at this point like if i can't quickly find the same headline as you have posted from another reputable news source then i know you're bullshit so that's kind of how i operate now it's just having to do that is frustrating <laughs> so yeah and the the only other one that uh jumped up for me and again this is specifically in the realm of more like theme park news uh there is sort of a we got this covered of theme park news and it's called uh it's uh walt disney world news today uh the url for it is wdwnt and they are known for just posting like complete fucking conjecture and rumor and claiming that it is you know that they have sources saying whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Everybody's got sources, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are like your, your biggest pet peeves in entertainment news media? Like your biggest or, or like the, the articles that really fucking grind your gears. Well, we, we've kind of covered this by like the, the three yeah. clicks in kind of articles, but like there's a specific <laughs> reason why these ones drive me nuts. Cause it's usually, I'm looking for something like a very specific, tiny little parcel of information. And like, yeah. It's buried on the last page in the last paragraph. And you, and sometimes not even, you know what I mean? So like I was looking up something and it was one of those like on the sidebar, it was basically an ad probably. It was an, yeah. You know, they have the ads kind of thing. Yeah, that they yeah, look yeah, kind yeah. of like news sites, but they're not really. And it was like Spider-Man 3, like MCU Spider-Man 3 release date announced. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I clicked it and I was I, I knew immediately I was I fucked up and that, that was like <laughs> that site because it was bullshit. But I'm going and I'm like, okay, now I'm curious if these guys have like an idea of what's going on. So now I got to click through four pages of just ad nonsense. You know what I mean? And like this is one of those sites that like some of the ads are so shitty and they're coming from some garbage Russian server that some dude pissed on last night. <laughs> that like they take 15 minutes longer to load than everything else on the page. So just as you get comfortable and or like have a, a proper like the the text you want to read in your window, those six other ads are going to load and just fuck everything up. And like, yeah, exactly. And all that shit. <laughs> so that's super. Those that kind of site's super fucking annoying anyway. But as once you get your fucking four pages in, and they're still like, we still don't have a confirmed date for this XXX <laughs> thing coming out. But this is when it sounds good to us when it would come out. And it's like, well, yeah, fuck you, you know. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> Based on our past knowledge or whatever, yeah, yeah. This, it is likely to come out sometime between 2023 <laughs> and 2035. That's that's the point at which we fucking just pick up our monitors and throw them across the goddamn room. <laughs> Basically, I'm just like, I'm going to huff this $1,000 laptop at the fucking wall because <laughs> I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, and, and so it's those kinds of things that really grind my fucking gears where it's like they, they claim to have information they don't obviously don't actually have and they just end up with a bunch of conjecture and I've had to click through four horribly laid out pages of nonsense and Russian look, ads. look like they came from fucking world star hip hop or some shit. Oh, just unbelievable garbage. Just <laughs> unbelievable garbage. So yeah. Yeah. So that's basically, that's the big one. Like that was really the one that like, when you, yeah. wrote, I, I read that thing, like that question that I was like, Holy yeah. shit. Yes. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. Like we've complained about listicles. I'm as guilty as the next guy of being bored and just reading random fucking Buzzfeed listicles because yeah, <sighs> everybody's bored and ends up sitting there reading fucking d- dumb BuzzFeed li- listicles because that's what that's half of what the internet is now. Like it used to be half porn, now it's half <laughs> BuzzFeed articles, half you know? fucking listicles. Yeah, so it sucks. yeah, I don't know. L- listicles are definitely one of my like least favorite, and part of it is because like I hate. I, I'm just sick of people trying to do like these quote unquote objective rankings of shit. Yeah, 
You know, like I, you know, everything is so subjective these days that you know everything is made for somebody, and just because such and such fucking white dude at BuzzFeed or fucking at comic comic book resources or something like that didn't like it, doesn't mean that you know it's not made for somebody kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, like the you know top five comic book TV shows of all time, and then like they're all fucking like Smallville and fucking like just birds, birds of prey, of prey and like, yeah, garbage yeah. like that They're like no what you're saying is that you are like 45 years old and you don't like the new shit and you just want the old shit back and like didn't watch watchmen basically. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah or, or so racist that you hated watchmen because it had a black female lead <laughs> or something like that and and then there's the the combination of your and my pet peeves which is those fucking listicle articles where you have to click through yeah. a different fucking page yeah. for every entry in the list because they want to get those extra clicks. Hey, remember the slideshow ones back in the day? Oh, I, I hate them. I hate them so really much. Ones, like the really bad ones that would just stop working halfway through too. Yeah, be like, exactly. Be like, well, I guess I'm never going to know what fucking, what this dude thinks is the number one fucking coolest starship in Star Trek or whatever exactly. ridiculous thing I'm fucking reading for no reason yeah. because I'm the, fake and have nothing The number one most bonable fucking alien in Star yeah. Wars or some shit. I've, exactly. Right? And you're totally, <laughs> but the problem is you're guilty of sitting there fucking clicking through it because you're like, I don't agree with that green girl with the tentacle things is the least bonable character in Star yeah. Wars. I think absolutely the Max Rebo singer is way less bonable than the dancing girl. Like, you're having that internal debate whether you want to or not, right? Like, yeah. so. And fuck that article for making me have that, that internal debate. Yeah, and for making me click through fucking 28 different things as opposed to just putting it in one long thing that I can scroll through. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, and if you're doing that in a mobile browser or in oh. any browser, and then you, like, you have to click back like 83 times to get back to your fu- the where you fucking started. Yeah, like the Firefox drop down doesn't use like, no, fuck you. It's all the same thing. That's a that's a just general internet thing that I hate is the sites that like auto kind of reload so that like when you go into your back history, they've just completely fucked it you know what i mean yeah like, just, it's just subsumed, the same. subsumed your entire history yeah and i'm like how the fuck why did it reload 300 times while i left it sitting <laughs> i don't understand what it's doing like oh, i hate that <laughs> well never gonna be able to get back to where i originally was before that yeah, and then they wonder everybody's like man i really wish firefox and chrome could get their memory leaks under control like i don't think it's always the browsers guys you know like i think some yeah. of the people's websites are just coded like dog shit so yeah you gotta be careful what you have open you know <laughs> and then the other uh the other big one for me and we've already fucking hammered on this plenty this week are like articles that are just based solely on opinion or conjecture those are fine as long as they're labeled properly yeah but if I've, you know if, if it's if it's an article that says in the headline like source says or like report quote you know says this then i'm i'm gonna be a little more forgiving with it than you know oh my god fucking like Danny DeVito is going to be starring in the next Star Wars movie or something like that. And then everybody's just like, oh my God. I would watch that 100%. <laughs> Danny DeVito should be in the next Star Wars movie. Like, why is he not in all the Star Wars movies? I don't understand. <laughs> I think he was Jabba the Hutt. I... <sighs> That's a hot take, you know? Like, I don't know. Jabba, I don't think Jabba was that big a scumbag. Sorry, I'm basing him on his Always Sunny character. Oh, so. God. Oh, Frank. Fucking <laughs> oh, Frank, Frank Reynolds. Yep. Yeah. So I, you know, it's okay for a site to have some of that content yeah. within measure as long as it is properly labeled as such. If it is not, then you're just basically it's just clickbait at that point. 
Yeah. Well, you're just at that point. You're just more Fox News. Just more Fox News. Yep. Opinion yeah. labeled as news. Yep. Exactly. Any other like real pet peeves or fucking shit that really sets you off? I mean, like, I mean, this is me. We're talking about a stiff <laughs> breeze can set me off sometimes, so it's kind of hard to say. Hail. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean at this point, yeah, we've kind of we've really jumped down the rabbit hole on this. So like, yeah, I think we're pretty covered there. <laughs> I can't think of anything uh, else that's bothering me right now when it comes to that particular thing. Let's go to the next thing. I've got more grips in there. <laughs> yeah. The, so the the very last thing I kind of want to talk about, and we have already touched on this a little bit, are like uh, any big gaps or niches in like nerdy or entertainment news media that uh, you know that we've identified that we would like to see kind of filled. And yeah, for me, Mark, you already touched on it. It's like sites that focus exclusively on actual comics. Yeah. Like announcements about new series, about cancellations, about changes in creative teams, mm-hmm. interviews with uh, new creators, with past creators about like, uh, or, or, you know, uh, past like really legendary runs or something like that. We never really hear very much from comic book artists. We almost exclusively, if we do hear from them, we're almost always hearing from writers. It'd be really cool to hear more from the artists as well. We're not that interesting usually. So that's usually... <laughs> also, we're busy drawing the fucking books. There's also that they generally hate doing interviews because it just cuts into our drawing time. Yeah, or it's even good. even like trends in comics. Like I think it was comic book resources that used to, and maybe they still do, but it's just fucking thrown in with all the other bullshit anymore but they used to do like great reports every month on like what was selling well what was down from one month to the next what was up that kind of thing and they would also put in like context like yes this title was up but it's probably because it had this crossover this new major character that was introduced or that kind of thing or this yeah so i mean i'd miss having a good source where i can go to that just focuses on that kind of stuff rather than it being in a fucking ocean of like MCU articles and DCEU articles and fucking Flareoverse articles kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, and that it's like the damned if you do damned, if you don't right? like the catch 22 of where we're at in nerd culture, we're like nerd culture is culture now. Hmm. And so the stuff that we used to treat as niche and like was able to be handled completely as niche, like those websites or like, I, I keep referring to I'm so old at this point that I keep referring back even past the internet to like wizard magazine or like that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing yeah. where you just had that one singular voice kind of thing. So whew, I don't know. Cause that's basically, I'm the same thing. Like I, I miss having that one spot to go to for comic news like wizard. And I kind of have the same problem with video games. Like video game news is extremely scattered. Video games is a huge field of stuff. And like uh, even a site like Kotaku or um, IGN or something. Yeah, like like IGN's a little bit more big net, I guess, yeah. in terms of coverage and stuff. Like they cover kind of everything, but I don't necessarily like their coverage. I don't necessarily trust their staff the way I trust like Kotaku's staff. IGN is a big company, so there's people coming in and out that I don't know all the time. So like, I don't know who's writing this stuff. Like reading mm. a review, I need to know who the reviewer is so that I can trust the review, right? And that's why like somebody like Jason Schreier is a bad example because he doesn't really review stuff, but like somebody whose name I recognize who reviews stuff that I know he likes the same stuff as me, then I can go back to that guy and know if I like, if he liked control, I'm going to like control. Right. Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff. And that's just like, it's exactly the same thing as wizard. I just miss having, I, I grew up reading wizard magazine for my comic book news and electronic gaming monthly for my video game news. And once a month I got these two magazines and that was everything I needed to know about my two hobby interests 
for that month and they sat in the bathroom for the entire fucking month because yeah. I was going to read them <laughs> cover to goddamn cover and check the price list in the back of the wizard to make sure some of my books were gaining <laughs> a little bit of value and that kind of stuff and see who they thought was the best comic book artist who I'd never agreed with because it was always Jim Lee, but fine. But yeah, it was, it, it was having that one source, right? And so like I, growing up in the 90s, it was like I had Wizard, we had EGM. Uh, I, I was a subscriber to Rolling Stone or Spin Magazine, depending on which one was getting better alternative music news at that point. And then I would always have something like uh, you said, what was the, the movie news magazine you used to? Hollywood Reporter? No, no, no. The other one. It was like a magazine you, you mentioned earlier. That you subscribe news. to. Oh, hmm? Attractions Magazine. That's the one. Yeah, Attractions. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, it's not this, but it was like a, the sci-fi version of Fangoria, basically, was one of those magazines that I would read on a fairly mm-hmm. frequent basis, just because yeah. it would have like news about Star Wars and Star Trek, and like you'd see stuff like, here's fucking pictures from Stargate before yeah. Stargate was a thing, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there, there are still sites out there like that. Like, there's shit like, uh, like Bloody Disgusting. Bloody yep. Disgusting is still like a great source that only covers horror. Yep. You know, they cover all kinds of horror and then there's, you know, so many different genres and shit. You know, there's movies, TV, there's fucking comics, there's all kinds of shit within horror, but they are just focused on that and yeah. they do it really well. And that's what people go to them for. I think a lot of that too is comes down to like how narrow and niche do you want your news to be? Because I yeah. don't necessarily want to just go to one site to get Star Trek news, right? But what I wouldn't mind is like one site that kind of covered sci-fi in general yeah so like mainstream sci-fi kind of thing yeah exactly like so like we're getting like oh i wanted like the expanse season five is coming when is that being announced i would like to have that on the site as well as who's being cast in picard season three or season two i guess and then like also what's going on with star wars that should all be in one spot to me you know what i mean but i don't necessarily just i don't want to go to three different sites to get star wars expanse and star trek news like that drives me fucking crazy yeah so it is that kind of thing where like a broad tent, but a niche broad tent is kind of the coverage that I want. And it's that's harder to find now than it has been in the past. Because everything's either like really broad tent or very, very narrow focus. Like that it's kind of like video games in a way. Like we we've got big triple A Call of Duty sized games where you get the tiny little indies, but that middle ground has kind of the THQ ground basically has kind of disappeared in between. And I feel like news coverage is kind of the same way. Where like you've got those big sites that have the big macro coverage. Or you have like a Kotaku that has like the narrow focus coverage, but mm-hmm. in between is where everything's lacking. So you're stuck either being very granular or just being very broad. So yeah, yeah. And I I wonder, you know, getting back to to comic uh, specific like sites or whatever, is if it's a function of the major companies wanting to kind of control their output. So they're like, Oh, we'll just put out fucking our own press releases and interviews mm-hmm. and shit like that. But then it all ends up, you know, nobody really trusts it because it's all obviously fucking PR, like corporate. Yeah. yeah. PR at that point. Whereas like, if you have people independently doing interviews and sort of reporting on shit, then, you know, it ends up being better trusted by fans and that kind of thing. So, cause I mean, the only thing I, and I have right in front of me, I still get every week from my comic shop, like comic shop news, but even that is all fucking PR anymore. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. that, you know, the companies just pay to have their little promos or whatever for whatever their next big event or their never or their new title is featured in in that and it's it's not you can't fucking get it anywhere but in print yeah what is it previews world or something like that that does that kind of stuff too 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the the comic store news kind of thing yeah. that like only goes to the comic store. Yeah. I used to read those too, but like at this point they they're basically um they became even more obnoxious than Wizard became in terms of yeah. like how much PR speak there was in them and it just became pointless to even bother reading it. And that's yeah, like that's where the news kind of like that's where this all filters out and it's why I generally use like the Reddit panopticon to ease discovery of stories and stuff like that because you either have that big broad level thing or you're kind of stuck, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So if anybody knows of a good fucking website that, uh, does, you know, great comic book coverage, then let Mark and I know. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I guess we could start it, but at that point, oof, I don't want to start a website. <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> to do right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe someday when we're both independently wealthy. Hey man, <laughs> Patreon. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much everything that I sort of wanted to cover. Is there anything you think that we missed that you want to talk about in terms of <sighs> entertainment media? Just, just fucking like develop your own judgment and apply it to everything. And it really is that it's it's like I feel like maybe it's because I grew up in the '90s and like was exposed to conspiracy thought, where I just like I'm tri- in my head, I'm trained like maybe even self-trained to just doubt everything regardless of what it is. I watched too much X-Files growing up, I guess. I don't trust anything. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is out there. Probably yeah, yeah. on probably on Cosmic Book News. Yes, well probably not. <laughs> probably not. I what we can definitely say is if you read it on Facebook, it's a lie, basically. <laughs> Don't or unless you only if you only read it on Facebook, it's a lie. Let's say, let's put it that way. Sure. And io9 has like you know they post all their articles and shit to their Facebook feed. That's true. Also, uh, maybe just know. delete just delete your Facebook. That would be probably better for <laughs> everybody and society. Or you could follow us on Facebook. <laughs> or that's a good idea. Also. <laughs> All right. Well, then let us finish. Uh, we'll end that there and we will move on to our final segment, which is our geek cred, which is where uh, each of us just recommends something for our listeners to enjoy or dig on or read or watch or whatever. So, Mark, what is your geek cred for this week? Uh, follow me on Instagram, MT underscore Willette, because <laughs> I'm always drawing fancy things and selling prints and stuff like that. It well, doesn't matter about my show because that we're in the we're in the weird nebulous phase where like I haven't done the show yet. But, but by the time our listeners hear this, it will be done? Yes, basically. So there's that. <laughs> so yeah, right now it's just like, follow me on Instagram. I did a bunch of Supernatural stuff this week. That was a lot of fun. So yay. Cool. I'm trying to say I can do like one a, one a week. I talked a long time about Control. So you yeah, don't get much. For you did. Cred. You did. So my geek cred for this week, uh, I have been watching Star Trek Picard and keeping up with it. And I've been enjoying it. It's not perfect, but it's a it's a really interesting mix of kind of old and new Trek kind of thing. Um, it looks real fucking pretty. It's it it's does. super well produced. Have you noticed one thing? What have you seen a Starfleet ship yet? Not a new one. I mean, have you seen like the holograms of the uh, yeah uh, Starfleet ships in the uh, Starfleet Command? All we've seen so far are Discovery era ships, like older TOS era ships, or yeah. the stuff that was on the wall. So like the Sovereign and the Galaxy, we have not seen a new or even TNG era ship that's supposed to be like the actual ship. We've had the Enterprise D in that flashback. And then, yeah. And that's it. That, that's the only thing I've, I like the real nerd side of me noticing about the show. I'm like, I haven't seen a new starship yet. Yeah. There's lots of Romulan ships. So yeah, but they're all kind of ugly looking. They all they're, just look o- like, they're older too. Yeah. And they look like they're older ships too. Yeah. Oh, some of the stuff that was flying around the, well, they're calling it the artifact, but the Borg cube looked yeah. more like, kind of post-nemesis Valdor-class warbird 
kind of derivatives. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I've seen some new stuff there. But it's, I mean, I'm a nerd for the design of the Star Trek world. So like not seeing any any new Starfleet stuff, I'm like, oh, this is kind of a bummer for me. Like just in that side of it. But yeah, yeah. Overall, the story, like I'm having fun. I guess I'm I'm just try- <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy it. You know, it's one of those yeah. things. So yeah, and that well, I mean, what the ship that they're actually flying around on right now is what like just a commercial ship. It looks like a glorified like runabout to me. Like yeah. it's, it's very small. Like it was dwarfed by that old old bird of prey, which was a tiny oh, yeah. ship. So yeah. like, that ship is smaller than the old Constitution class by like comfortable margins. So yeah. at least but... in theory, I don't know. All this shit's fucking fake. I know. I understand that it's fake, guys. It just you know I enjoy it <laughs> a lot. So, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it's fun. It it's not. Mm. It has some pacing issues. Like there have been some episodes that have really kind of drug and. You know, they're like halfway through the season now, and I don't, I'm not really sure where they're going yet. Yeah, yeah. So, but Jerry Ryan was this week, was in this week's episode, and it was awesome seeing that Seven was great. again. Yeah, like yeah. it was really nice seeing Seven again. So there yeah. was that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've been, I think if you've been on the fen- fence about it, I would say just go ahead and do it. Just yeah, jump agreed. in. So, I mean, we're we're biased though. I think it's pretty yeah. easy to say that like the two of us are both <laughs> big Trekkies, and like Captain Picard coming back was obviously, regardless of who was producing it, and like we just watched Discovery and just shat all over it, right? <laughs> and it's the same team of guys making the show, and like we fucking just lambasted them on a review episode of that, but we were all like. Oh no! Wait, I'm gonna watch Picard. Yeah, Same definitely production. gonna watch that. Yeah, because yeah, Patrick Stewart's in it. He's playing Captain <laughs> Picard, so we're fucking in. Doesn't matter who's producing it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there is that bias, but yeah, I'm I'm having a good time with it. I'm definitely trying to like turn off review brain while I'm watching it, so that I can just kind of enjoy it at least the first time through, kind of thing. Just be like, oh man, it's nice to see the captain and get that nostalgic kind of vibe. But yeah. Yep. Show me a new ship, guys. Come on, man. I want to <laughs> see the Enterprise. Show me the Enterprise F. Like, let's do this fucking thing. Like, pull the Band-Aid off. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Everybody's going to bitch about it regardless of what it looks like. So who cares? Just do it. Indeed. All right. Well, with that, we can finish off our episode for this week. So thank you, f- listeners, for following along. And let us know what you thought about our thoughts on entertainment news media, geeky news sites, that kind of thing. You can do so on our Facebook page, which is full of only the best quality nerdy news, uh, which is facebook.com slash dancerbotdancepodcast. You can email us at dancerbotdancepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at DRD underscore podcast. And if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and Stitcher and most other places that podcasts can be found. So with that, we'll say thank you for listening. Say goodnight, Mark. Good night, Mark. And this is Tim saying, do not share shit from We Got This Covered. I hope we've made that clear this episode. Just don't, don't share do shit on Facebook, period. I mean, share the, <laughs> you know what? Share the podcast post. Just share us. Yeah, share, share the podcast and share io, io9 articles, and that is all. Sure. Yeah. io9 articles are fine. But like, seriously, just share the podcast post. That's what you want to share. You don't want to share anything else because everything on Facebook's fake, except for actually all the podcast is fake. We're all fake. Just share everything. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? We're all just simulations. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're all getting, fake. Getting, getting back into Picard here. Yeah. Everything, we're all making, everything is we're all simulate. Yeah. Simulacrum. Yeah, Yep, it's all holodeck bullshit. <laughs> I wish I wish it was all holodeck bullshit. Anyway, have a good week, en- guys. Enjoy your night in the simulation. Yay! <laughs>